Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we'll be reviewing Overboard, Tully, and The Bad Samaritan, as well as discussing the latest episode of Westworld. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? All right. I'm not gonna lie. So I was having a good day today. You know, I found out. All right, I found out that I was like definitely gonna finish with an A in both of my audio classes, which is like those are my two biggest classes, obviously. Um, and I was like, I was having a great day. Found out some great stuff at school because of that. I'm like, all right, this is all going great. And then I found out some information that just ruined my day. You wanna know what it was? What I know what it? it was. Fox canceled Brooklyn Nine Nine, and what? I am just—I've been sent into a deep, dark depression. Um, I don't know what to do with my life anymore. It's just—it—it it ruined it. It's just ruined my entire day. It's a disaster, to be honest. Uh, Fox should be ashamed of themselves. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Fox should be ashamed of themselves. They had probably the best co- comedy on TV. And they just decided, nope, five seasons is enough. Um, excuse me? No, it wasn't. <laughs> I was really enjoying this show. And so were a lot of people. If you go on Twitter, uh, if Brooklyn Nine-Nine was trending number one on Twitter for the, uh, tonight because people are just losing their minds. Like, what the hell is Fox doing? And I have to echo those statements. What the hell is Fox doing? <laughs> it's a disaster. It's just like, I, I just, Fox makes some questionable decisions with their programming a lot of the times, but this is just a whole nother level. Like you have, uh, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm, look, I could talk for a while on this, so I'm just going to stop myself because, uh, you know, we need to introduce our guest, and she's this. This is her episode, anyway. So, uh, we're let's let's introduce her, Ozzy. Uh, we have here our writer, uh, Brianna. Uh, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, she's a writer, and this title and the episode is going to be called <laughs> Brianna in honor of Brianna. Brianna. <laughs> Introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, um, I'm Brianna. <laughs> In case uh, you didn't get the memo. Um, yeah, so I, uh, if you can't tell, like I am all, kind of all over the place right now because um, I've got, I'm wrapping up this semester with school, so I've got a bunch of finals, a bunch of projects to do, all this stuff. I didn't have time to see any of these movies this past weekend. Well, um, I guess Ozzy didn't either. He saw one of them. So Brianna's the only one of us who is actually a good screen fellow and saw all three of the releases this past weekend. So <laughs> Brianna is going to be reviewing two of these movies by herself <laughs> on the podcast. Um, and Ozzy will be joining her for one, and I will be on none. So uh, if you hate me, then this is your episode. If you love Brianna, this is your episode. <laughs> Um, if you hate Brianna, then I'm sorry. Move on to the next episode. Or just, you know, suffer through it. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, w- I guess I'll leave it to you guys. Uh, you're gonna, Brianna, you're going to start with Overboard, correct? That's right. All right. Take it over. Um, I think it's kind of funny that it was called Overboard because that's such an irrelevant, like, part 
of the movie, how like he falls overboard once and they kind of ran with that. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory if they had called it like squirrels or something. It's like <laughs> one part of the movie. And I was like, all right, no, it's one thing if it's like a metaphor, but there's nothing else in the movie that has anything to do with going overboard. It's just, um, I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised because I saw the trailers and I was like, oh, this is going to be a cringe fest. And I have to give it points. Like, it wasn't a fantastic movie. It's not going to win any awards or anything. But like, I got to give it points for not even pretending to be funny. Because some movies, some movies, and I mean that, I mean that very sincerely. Okay. Some movies, like I feel pretty. They show, they like advertise themselves as super funny, and I think Overboard tried to do that. But like during the movie, I feel pretty tries to make you laugh, and Overboard doesn't even do that. They're like, we're not even kidding ourselves. Like we're not kidding anybody. This movie's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be a remake of you know a Kurt Russell. Goldie Hawn movie and I don't know how it measures up to the original but I thought that like it's it's a decent guilty pleasure movie if you are like if you're having a bad day and you don't want to laugh and you just kind of want to feel good about the world and feel like everything isn't you know swirling down the garbage like the drain then then this is a decent movie for you to watch because it was it was kind of like all right there's a satisfying emotional there's a satisfying small story um and but it's not it's not a comedy you're not gonna laugh <laughs> like unless you really like slapstick because there's a decent amount of that but anyway but i gave it a i believe a five okay. i think is what i gave it it's like it's not awful but it's not Sailor either pretty forgettable which is kind of the worst thing that a movie can be but anyway hey fits right into uh what a five is yeah right exactly all right uh yeah i was not very interested in seeing that one and i probably am not gonna make time out of my day to go see Mm, uh yeah all right well i guess we can move right on to the movie that i was most interested in seeing uh that i got closest to actually making time out of my day to go see but it just didn't work out. Totally. Ozzy and Brianna both saw this one, so you guys can have have an actual discussion. <laughs> Sounds good, man. I'm totally... I'm not going to lie. I'm still a bit confused. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I remember I called Brianna during my lunch break. I believe it was yesterday. Um, and I was like... Brianna, you, you got to help me here because we're, we're talking about this and I have no idea what I just saw. So, um, <laughs> now I'm really interested so, in seeing it. Uh, yeah, let's not give it away for the people because, like, you should definitely see it. I it's want not, to. You should definitely see it. You, Carlos, and anyone listening, you should go see it. It's not like. It's not like Thoroughbreds or Isle of Dogs where I'm like absolutely rushed to the theater, but it's definitely even worth renting if you can't see it in theaters because it's, you know, you think it's going to be one of those like, you you go in thinking it's going to be one thing and you walk out knowing that it's something completely different than that. And it's really, 
I I I I thought it was kind of clear cut. I mean, not su- it wasn't super clear cut. I can definitely see why Ozzy was confused, and I I wasn't like I'm not gonna sit here like oh well of course Ozzy was confused. <laughs> Me, however, no, like I it's they're really subtle about what they're they're really subtle about what they're doing. They don't come right out and say it, and I was, you know, myself. I was also, I was pretty caught off guard. I mean, the shock alone is like enough to make you walk out of the theater going, "Um, what?" <laughs> I'm so um, fascinated right now. Ozzy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were your what were your positives? Um, I think this is the the best uh, Charlie's uh, Theron performance I have seen. Um, so far, I mean, I mean, I mean, two performances this year. Uh, I think she, she did a really good job. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say this is probably even an Oscar worthy performance. I mean, she did a really amazing job, and I loved her performance in this. Um, I, I think everybody's performance in this movie is really great. I think the story is really great. I mean, just the concept that they took with this movie in the sense of. You know what a mother goes through, uh, you know, on a daily basis. You know, you know when she has multiple children at this point. Um, you know, you know it, it goes into that a little bit. Um, so I, I really do like to ask that because you know I really don't think a lot of people understand what mothers go through um, or we appreciate. You know, and, and you know I really don't think that we appreciate what mothers do for us. Um, so I think this movie really kind of puts into perspective like what mothers kind of go through. Um, for or for their children, I did, I did really like the dialogue in this film as well. I think the script is well done. I think the direction is really amazing. Um, but um, I mean, I think overall, I mean, this movie, uh, I mean, this movie does have a twist in the end. I think the twist, I mean, this, I mean, it's a really interesting twist that I liked. Um. Personally, I thought it was a really good twist. Um, Carlos, I mean, you're you're gonna want to see this movie, man. Because um, I think I think <laughs> I this is a movie that you'd want. I think this is a movie. That, I think this is a movie that you'd be into. I think this is like your kind of movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think this is a really good. I think this is a really good film. I think again, the performances are very. I mean, you're gonna love the performances, man. Um, but yeah, that's, those are my positives. Yeah. I would definitely have to agree. I think that Charlize Theron does an incredible job. I would agree that I, you know, it's it's an Oscar-worthy performance. She carries the movie. Um, I also really enjoyed Mackenzie Davis's performance. She was particularly, you know, that there's like this kind of uh, strange, nostalgic kind of interesting vibe that a lot of these kind of movies go for and some of them nail it and some of them it kind of falls flat and this movie kind of um homes in on it like it it kind of focuses on that kind of strangeness and kind of celebrates what happens when two people come together who embody that and i and i think both of them do kind of in their own way embody that feel um and you know i think that they do a really great job working off of each other um and i definitely have to commend this movie for taking a direction that was not at all anticipated um 
I mean, there, there's an emotional journey that you're going on throughout the movie. Um, and there is a point in time where the entire movie is put into a different perspective. And, you know, I don't want to come out and call it a twist because it's kind of like this is your own movie to enjoy for yourself. But it's just really, it's really interesting to watch one movie and then, you know, ha have one emotional journey. And then, you know, I mean, I would gladly watch it again. Um, you know, there's just a fa like a fascinating emotional journey that you go on. And I think that's the highlight. Um, mm -hmm. It's definitely, I mean, depending on how the rest of the year goes, it it's a candidate for my top 10, mm -hmm. I think, the year. All right. Um, um, I'm not gonna go that far, but um, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's still really. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not gonna go that far, uh, just because you know we do have Oscar movies coming up so far. But I mean, um, I mean, it is a really good film. I do think you should check it out. I mean, really, um, I mean, again, it's a really interesting movie. Um, great performances, great story writing. Um, I mean, I think everything is pretty top-notch with this movie. Um, I, I will say that the movie, I mean, just going into negatives here and what maybe the audience may feel, um, the audience may feel uh, a bit confused in the end, which is either a positive or negative. This depends on the person that you are. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call it a negative, not because I'm necessarily, not necessarily, not necessarily that I would get upset about it, just because I do know that there are some people in my theater just like, what? They were just like, dude, what the, like, what? Like, this is... <laughs> What? So, um, I do know that people will be like that. Uh, and I know that people don't like to be confused. Um, I deal with, you know, I deal with it I deal with it all day. And people don't like to be confused. So, that's fine. <laughs> I get it. Um, not your thing. 100% understand. Um, and, wow, I just do a customer service. Shouldn't have done that. Anyways, um, and, you know, maybe, maybe uh, the film can be a little slow at times. Um, with with what it's trying to tell you, with you know some of the storylines here and there, um, but I mean, I, over the over, other than that, I mean, I think besides those negatives, and I was really nitpicking here, um, I, I do think that it, it is overall a, a, a movie. Um, Brianna, do you have any negatives? Um, I do. I would agree that you know if you're not. One downfall of this movie taking a completely unexpected direction is that you're going to draw a certain kind of crowd. They're, they're going to go in wanting one thing, and if they don't... I mean, it's not like the movie doesn't give you what you want. When you, I think that you know the movie follows up on its trailers pretty appropriately, but if you go in wanting one thing and you leave having received something else, people are going to be disappointed if they're not confused um so that's kind of a that's kind of a it's a double-edged sword personally i love that I, um but some people might not um again it's kind of a it's kind of a distinct feature of the movie that could either be a positive or a negative depending on what your personal preference is um other than that i think that i mean her her kids can be annoying. <laughs> like that's that's kind of a negative, <laughs> just because. Like, yeah, I mean, there there's some storyline with her 
fun that, that really never gets explained. I, I wish that they went into it more um, just because they kept teasing at it. Um, and they never did. So, I mean, and that's not, and, you know, for, you know, so I just wish that there was more clarity um, and some storylines here and there um, as well, just because, I mean, there's, um, I mean, there's there's some small storylines. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily mind, but I think the, the one with the sun um, was one that I was definitely interested in. And Brian, I don't know if you were interested in, in that one too, but for some reason, they they really never they never went full swing on that storyline for some reason with me. Um, so yeah. Um, I think I know what you're referring to. They, I didn't think that it was necessary for them to go into full force. I thought that the story was about her journey as a mother and her relationship to the night nanny. That's kind of what they were focusing on. So everything else was kind of tangential. It's kind of like watching the iron giant and wanting to know more about the giant's backstory. It's kind of like everything else relates to the main story. And so I didn't feel like they had to go into it. The reason why, the reason, the reason why I brought it up was because like it, for me, it took, I understand what you're saying. Um, but they focused on it a lot, uh, also, um, uh, not like they focused on it a good portion and she, uh, you know, kept mentioning it as well. So that's why, um, I'm interested. That's why I wanted to know more about it. You know what I mean? Because they mentioned it a lot. We saw the behaviors a lot. That's why I was interested in, in, in seeing, um, why they didn't go full front, at least on that, on that side story. Um, just because, I mean, in the, Oh, it's something that uh, she cares about. Something that we see. Um, but again, I mean, that's just that's just why I wanted to know uh, about, about that storyline. I mean, that's fair. I mean, again, this is all pretty subjective. I just personally, I thought this is a movie that is essentially about the mother. This this movie is about the mother, and in it's not necessarily about her kids and yeah, I mean, you're sense. Right. and I think that even like even in showing even in having that element on the sidelines it kind of shows this movie is about the mother and she doesn't you know she's she's ex- like she's finding out as we're finding out they don't have to go into it in the movie because you know it, it, this is a difficult situation that she has to cope with and she's learning. And I think they kind of settle it in a place where if they had gone into it, it would have been a little too much because this movie feels like it's kind of like a snapshot. Like there's some intentional ambiguity there because there are other, you know, it's, I think it works. I, I like it. But I mean, again, a lot of this can be back and forth because I saw a movie last night where there were storylines that weren't directly addressed that it bothered me because they talked about it and for the same reason like this they did the same thing but because of the focus of the movie it, it you know it felt different so um personally I think it works for the movie I think it works for the feel that they were going for but again it's about what you want going into the movie and so if that's what you want and that's what you expect, you're going to be disappointed because they don't fully develop it. All right. Okay, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, what are you ready, Brianna? Oh, man. I, I mean, 
I would give it an eight. I'd give it an eight out of ten. That's fair. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and also uh, agree with you and give it an. I'm, you know what? I'm actually, actually going to give it a 7.5. 7.5. Because we can't agree too much on anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to give it an 8, but I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I mean, it's not necessarily my movie, which is why I'm like, going to give it like a full. Uh, thing, but I will agree. It's, it, I mean, I would have. I mean, it's an eight to seven. It's it's at an eight to seven point five range. She yeah. can go either or. Uh, um, it is a good movie. Um, Brand is basically calling it a, a a great movie. So it's. I mean, you can take it with a. I mean, you can take that. I mean, you can go and watch a car. I mean, this would be. Again, I think this is something that you're interested in. Um, I think you probably rate it like between like an, I think you probably rate it around an eight. Um, but again, I could be wrong. Okay. Um, I'm really curious about this one. I have a bit of a prediction for this twist that you guys are talking about, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast because I don't want to put it in people's heads. Number one and number two, uh, I kind of don't want to know if I'm right. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, sounds good. All right. Well. Uh, that is our review of Tully. Now, Brianna, are you gonna are you gonna review something else? Yeah, there was a a movie like a more limited release, a more small scale release that came out last weekend called Bad Samaritan, and that was the first movie I saw. I actually like oh, rushed wow. to the theater on Thursday night because I love David Tennant, <laughs> um, and so that was like the first thing that I saw last weekend. You know. Um, and unfortunately I was not a big fan. Um, it kind of felt like, did either of you guys see the snowman? Yes. Unfortunately. It felt like the snowman, but that is not high praise. No, it's not. Well, okay. The snowman was terrible. So it wasn't as bad as the snowman. It was kind of like, uh, they don't really know how to write a proper villain. They don't really Mm -hmm. know how to write an intimidating villain. David Tennant was almost like a campy villain. And there's a difference between having a villain who's got a compelling, like, you know, pretty much every antagonist has, I mean, they all have motives. Mm -hmm. And I think the most interesting ones, they have, like, motives that are driven by conviction and in their, like, belief. And that's why, um, that's why Thanos is such a compelling villain. That's why the Heath Ledger Joker is such a compelling villain. Because they're not after, like, money or, like, they're not after revenge. They're after, like, they, they're just following their worldview to the logic, to its logical conclusion. And that's what makes them so interesting. But, and it feels like that's what they're going for. Um, I'm sorry. Did I even, did you, did you guys know what this movie's about? Uh, I've seen a trailer, but you just, uh, I explain it to the audience for anybody who hasn't seen a trailer. Um, it's about these two uh, young adult guys that um, they're uh, valets for like a fancy restaurant and um, when they go they rob like some customers you know while they're while they're eating and uh, this uh, one of them goes to this one guy's house and uh, when they're when he's trying to rob this customer uh, they find a woman chained up in his like attic area um and so that 
okay. that becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. Obviously. <laughs> um, obviously, that becomes a problem. Um, so, um, they don't, and David Tennant is this character that's antagonizing them. Because, like, once they, once the guy finds out about this woman, he doesn't feel comfortable just leaving it alone. It kind of, like, consumes him. He feels like he has to let her go. He's kind of like this, like, ideal character who's like, I'm not going to stop until, you know, she's, until I know that she's okay. And um, the um, the main character, he's kind of this, like, ideal, this, like, sh- he, he's kind of confusing because he's like, a, he's like a thief, but he also, like, he changes, um, he does almost a complete 180. Once he discovers this woman in this guy's attic, uh, he's played by Robert Sheehan, and he does a, he does a great job. I would love to see him in more, um, but he's given he's given something decent to work with. David Tennant is a great actor. He's hamming it up a little bit, but that's because he's given difficult material to work with. The most interesting villains, like I said, they operate from a place of conviction. They operate from kind of a broken worldview, but. The thing with uh, compelling villains is that you can you just know that like they have a worldview and they act on the worldview. There's a difference between acting on a worldview and telling the audience that that's your worldview. <laughs> so he kind of like he kind of announces like his whole psyche at one point, and he's like you can see him at the restaurant waiting for his car to come back, and he's like stroking his key. He's like a He's like a villain that would like tie a woman to the train tracks in the cartoon. <laughs> He's got like his handlebar mustache. And I'm like, all right, that's fine for those cartoons. But this is an R-rated like, I mean, this is considered a horror movie. I'm like, this is not frightening. This is not scary. He's hamming it up. And like, I have a feeling that it was written in the script. He looks at his phone for the can Like he looks at the app on his phone to see the camp, like, to open up the ca- the camera app and see the woman, and he strokes his key menacingly, like that's not the way to frighten your audience. And that, so he, the way that they wrote him, kind of hams up the rest of the movie. It would be compelling if they like actually made him a a decent like a if they didn't have him so hammy and campy. Um, because, I mean, there are two, like, really good scares in the movie that come out of nowhere. And, you know, it would have been awesome to see the premise actually utilized to its full potential as opposed to, oh, we just, we like to, <laughs> we like to tell our audience, you know. It's basically like the, like, we're hearing the idea for the movie as opposed to watching the final product of the movie. It's kind of like the writers are sitting there. They're like, all right. There's this guy, and he's got a woman in his attic. <laughs> Isn't that scary? <laughs> Isn't that scary, guys? And so, it does I mean, sound not, pretty scary. <laughs> it's not terrible, but it's not not great. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I don't... I might see it, like, one more time, but that's for David Tennant, because I love David Tennant. <laughs> Even... When he's playing this really hammy, sadistic character. All right, fair enough. Uh, what's your rating for it? Um, I think it's like a three point five, bordering on a four. All right, awesome. 
well, this has been the Brianna episode. <laughs> Brianna has reviewed three movies for us, and thank you very much for that, Brianna. Thank you for actually going to see these movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely am going to try to see uh, Totally. I might even see it tomorrow. But then again, uh, we should say this episode is coming out late, and we're sorry for that. Uh, things just kind of happened again. I'm on a bit of a finals thing right now, and everybody's just busy. So it just happened the way it happened. Um, but we will have an episode this weekend. I don't know when. Can't promise anything. Uh, but we will be reviewing this weekend's movies at some point. Uh, yeah, so I guess should we say goodbye to Brianna and throw it over to Westworld, Ozzy? Yeah, yeah, I'm game for throwing it over to Westworld. We know you want to read that book before the movie comes out, but the truth is, you're way too lazy to. Why not listen to it on your commute and have absolutely no effort put forth in actually reading it? Don't strain your eyes. Use your ears. You do that anyways when you watch TV. It's like TV, but you get to watch the world in real life as your book happens. Get Audible today at www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellas. That's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellas. All right, well, now it's time to talk about the latest episode of Westworld. Ozzy, are you ready? Oh, yeah, man. I am, I am sure so talking about this episode of Westworld. Yeah, uh, if you don't, if you haven't seen this episode or if you haven't watched the show, then you should probably um, not be listening to this because we are going to get full into spoilers. So this is your warning. We're going to talk in depth about the latest episode. Ozzy, what did you think about this episode and how are you th- feeling about this season so far? Um, I'm liking the season so far. It, it feels like it's taking a completely, just a completely different turn. Um, just in the sense of, uh, uh, you know, in the sense of, um, of just the world. I mean, we're just seeing a completely, we're seeing a very bigger world, um, out there, which I am liking. Um, we're, we're getting newer characters, we're getting new characters and we're also spending time with characters that we didn't spend time, um, with as much in last season. So, um, I do think it's very interesting. I do like it. Um, and Dolores is, is, is growing to be my favorite character. Um, cause she is, beast. she is just a beast and she is a force to be reckoned with. What do you think, man? I still am not a hundred percent sure how I'm feeling about this season. Uh, you're right. It's kind of unexpected, um, the way that they've taken it, but I, I'll tell you what I do like so far about the season. What I liked about this episode, I like the way in which they're expanding the world. I don't think that it feels forced. I thought we were going to like rush into the Shogun world thing that everyone was so excited about. We aren't really rushing into that. We're kind of taking steps towards it. We're like having random stories at the beginning of the episode that are hopefully going to lead somewhere. Uh, I just like how they're expanding this world. And then in terms of the characters, I think that they're... I, be, I completely agree with... Uh, um, who do we have on for the... Uh, excuse me, but who do we have on for the first review of this? What was his name again? Chris. Chris. Yes, I completely agree with what he was saying, that we're going to have some sort of big reveal when it comes to Dolores and her character. Uh, and I think we're really setting up for that. Bernard fascinates me in the direction they're taking him. Like, what does he actually believe? That's that's. Let's start there. What where? What are you thinking about Bernard? I mean, Bernard. Is, I mean, I feel bad for him. Yeah. 
watching him, uh, just watching him because um, to me, it's just like his whole, whole world, it, you know, it's really falling apart here for him um, in the sense of, you know, um, you know, he, he believed this entire time he was a human. And so he empathizes with the humans to a degree, but at the same time, I mean, he also feels betrayed um, and also scared for his because hosts are now beginning to realize that they have been being toyed with there. Um, so, I mean, I do feel for him. I do feel uh, bad for him. Um, and I mean, I, I, damn, I mean, I wish, I don't know how to handle that situation, honestly. <laughs> it's so strange because he, like, obviously he is a host, and, but he's still, like, from his perspective, he's lived his entire life as a human being. So he is giving us a human perspective, but as a host. And it's so strange and fascinating. And that I think he's a really interesting character. And uh, I'm curious to see where they take him next. Uh, let's uh, move on to this whole Teddy and Dolores uh, situation. So Dolores, basically in this episode, uh, she meets up with the, uh, what do they call them? The Confe- Confederales, right? Yes. Okay. The so, Confederates. Yes. They they meet up with them, and uh, they she of course kind of like says, "Look, I'm in charge now," and they're kind of not taking her seriously. But ultimately, they do actually listen to her. So obviously, she kind of proved her point. But then she she tricks them. She basically lies to them and gets that basically the entire for their entire force killed, uh, just to trap the uh, security that is coming to take them, or to kill them. And then she orders Teddy to kill the remaining hosts that they tricked. And Teddy doesn't. And I was very glad that they did that because I I think that fits Teddy's character so much. I I was really nervous they were just going to switch up Teddy and be be like completely like, I'll do whatever you say, Dolores, and not even like just turn into, for lack of a better term, a robot. And he hasn't done that. And I think the fact that He's still maintaining some of his personality, really leans into the idea of these are people with personalities, or you can also look at it from the perspective of he can't betray his programming. I I don't know. What do you think of this whole Dolores and Teddy situation and their relationship and how strained it's becoming? Teddy is still clinging on to his reality. And it's, it's, it's very interesting because that is all that he knows. And I feel that... Um, I feel that he loves Dolores. I feel that he does want to support her, um, which he has been, basically. But at the end of the day, he loves his story. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's clinging to that. Um, and all he wants to do, and all he's ever really wanted to do since season one, is be with her and settle down with her. Um, but, you know, as far as him going to kill, um, you know, all these people that, that she said that, you know, they, that they'd be a part of the process. Um, that just hasn't been, you know, it's just not in his nature to kill, to kill those, to kill those men, you know, without a valid reason. So I think that he's still struggling with it. Um, I do think that there is going to be a, a major, um, climax with those two characters, uh, in the result of maybe her killing him ultimately, because she cannot risk, um, she can't risk that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's two very distinct and different ways you can look at what's going on with Teddy. It's either 
he is proving that he has some sort of heart and he's just not going to mindlessly obey, obey Dolores or you're right. And he is looking at, or, and he is still just hanging on to his programming and he can't do it. And, and he can't kind of betray that. And he can't kind of cross that line that Dolores has crossed or supposedly has crossed. So I, I think it's fascinating. And I'd be curious uh, for those listening, which one do you think it is? I really want to know where people are leaning with this whole Teddy thing, especially since we kind of know because of how this season is jumping all over the place in terms of the timeline. We kind of know maybe where Teddy's story ends up with him laying uh, face down in a lake or something. <laughs> like, So I'm curious to see what people think about uh, Teddy and how they're using him this season. All right, uh, let's... Talk Maeve, I guess. Uh, Maeve has long been my favorite character, and I think she is definitely the most human out of the bunch at this point. She is so far along in terms of that, in terms of like her development into just a person, a, a person almost. Like she has her own thoughts, she has her own goals and her own will at this point. It seems, at least, and I think it is so cool to watch her just make her decisions and do what she's going to do. And I really, really like her very kind of strange relationship with, uh, oh, what's his name? The cowboy dude who, she, who she's with. And I love that they brought back the scientists who were working on her uh, back when she was, like, killing herself on purpose from season one. Uh-huh. I, I, that was really funny uh, just to see them back and to see them uh, with her again. Uh, yeah, I... I'm very, I just, I just love her storyline, and I'm curious to see. We, that's the one we left off on a cliffhanger, kind of. So, I, I don't know. Like her, um, is her daughter in another park? Do, do we have we been told that? Yeah, her daughter is currently in another park. Okay, so I guess we know that's where they're going, and I wonder which park it is. Will it be Shogun World? Because I think we're kind of, I think they're almost kind of withholding that because they know people want it. And we kind of, we, I mean, we got a tease of it at the end of this episode. So I, I don't know. Where do you think we're going with that storyline? Which world do you think we're going to? Um, I don't, I'm not sure, man. I mean, right now we're in some uh, samurai world. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm open to anything at this point, just because yeah. I mean, I mean they've been they've been clearly showing us that I mean anything, anything is just possible. Yeah, we don't know what um, how many parks there are. Yeah, we don't. So, so. anything at this point in time is a hundred percent possible. Um, that is my thing. I mean, I'm not a hundred. I'm not entirely yeah. sure on, on where this would be exactly. Yeah. Uh, I guess we sh- uh, the uh, the big point of this episode or the big kind of storyline of this episode was this thing with Dolores's dad. So we should probably make our way back to that where Dolores's dad, she sees him and it's almost like her the Dolores side of her because there's two sides of Dolores, which is why I think there's a reckoning with that coming coming this season. There's two sides of Dolores. There's Dolores and then there is Wyatt. The Dolores side of her basically took over once she saw her dad and she just lost it. Um, and she was telling Bernard to fix him up and all this stuff. And then we find out that, uh, or Bernard finds out what we already know that he, he's the one who has all this data in him. And we don't quite know what all this data is. We're assuming it's information on how the hosts work. Maybe, uh, 
the and uh what's her name what's the actress's name who is with or who was with bernard but she got away i can't remember um, her name. that is um i'm I, blanking dang, uh, i am blanking on her name too i'm gonna go ahead and pull her up all right all right uh but both of us uh, yes blanking on her name i mean it's valkyrie from thor ragnarok if you know who i'm talking yep. about so she got she got Tessa him. Thompson. Tessa Thompson. So Tessa Thompson's character was able to get Dolores's dad. So the question is, we we kind of got the sense that Bernardi either knows now fully what is in him, what is being stored in him, or Bernard was able to extract it. And do we think that he was able to extract it, or do we think like he just now he just knows what's on the the what what data is inside of him? I think we just I think we just kind of know okay. what's what's there. Um and it didn't seem like he was too happy about it. So do you think Bernard kind of switches gears and says, "Yeah, we need to get that data back." And tells Dolores what's going on? I don't I, I I'm I'm not entirely sure just because I'm I feel like Bernard is conflicted because he yes. understands why um he understands why the the hosts are mad. He does. He does see Dolores's point because she said, "Listen, we're trying to live, um, and they've been screwing with us for a very long time. So mm-hmm. why shouldn't we get revenge?" Um, which is completely understandable. But I'm just not sure if 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 you know if that's what um, I'm just not sure if that's what he's gonna do yeah. at the end of the day because I feel like he's still I feel like he's still also uh, clinging on to his human side. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, all right. I, what, what are you looking forward to as we move forward? What do you want more of? What do you want better explained? I, I, I think there, because this time we know that the time, the timeline's all over the place and that they're showing us different things at different times. Uh, I think that kind of creates a different sense with the show where we're just trying to figure it out and it feels instead of feeling like oh this is interesting like is this at a different time i don't know it just kind of feels all over the place at times so i there's so many there's some storylines where i'm just like all right just tell me what is going on oh my gosh and the storyline with delos this company that controls um that that controls westworld basically I, why would they not come and save their guests until they got this data? What is this data that's so important? Uh, why are you know why is it so militarized? I, I just there's a lot of questions I have with Delos and with how this company is set up and like so they weren't with Ford but and they're also kind of it doesn't seem like they're with uh, with Black Hat. So I, I just, I'm really confused about the whole Delos storyline and I hope that they give us a more straight of an answer soon. Uh, so that's what I'm hoping we get more of, uh, in terms of like, what do I want better explained? So what, what about you? Are you confused at any point or this show, or is there anything that's really interesting to you that you want more of this season? I just want more of Dolores uh, and, and her up and her uprising. I think that's the most interesting thing about the show. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and give like a second, uh, storyline here will be uh, Maeve and her whole storyline and wanting to save her kid. Um, it's completely understandable there. Um, but as far as um, as far as um, you know, storylines go. I mean, I don't understand Delos either. I mean, I think just because like they're so advanced, um, 
you know, why do they have that, you know, so many advanced um, machinery like that? Um, you know what I mean? Especially, yeah. you know, especially, you know, why can't they just go in and just shoot the host with a regular gun? I just, yeah, I don't understand. So, um, they're very militarized. It seems that maybe Delos is like a government, basically their own government at that point. Yeah. So maybe it is. Maybe maybe that's why they're so militarized. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wish that they would just. I wish that they wouldn't make Bernard's storyline so complicated because I wish they would just give him one timeline now. Yeah. Because he's all over the place, you know, like he's in this place with tessa thompson then he meets up with tessa thompson somewhere else mm-hmm. then he meets up with the laura somewhere else but yet he's with uh you know he's he's just all over the place so and, i don't know and then it seems like he re-meets up with tessa thompson's character later after he's found on the beach by that military service uh, yeah uh, they were in a weird place with this show because it's almost like the whole different timeline things became like their signature so they couldn't, like, not do it this season. But at the same time, they couldn't hide it because everyone would have been expecting it. But now it just feels like it's kind of unnecessary. So I, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily – I didn't necessarily expect it to happen again. I mean, I wouldn't have minded if it happened again. But, I mean, it's not something that we need. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, I, don't I don't think, think it's like necessary we, either, yeah. You're like, I don't think that we – I don't think that there needs to be a season every – I don't think the se- – I don't think that – and this is going to fall into a trope here. I don't think that there needs to be, you know, something every season where, you know, it's the same thing where it's like a twist. You know, I don't want this to become the flash where <laughs> it's like a thing where, you know, oh my gosh, I need a speedster villain yeah. who, you know, who, who, um, who is who good, hides yeah. his vid, who hides his, who hides his identity, yeah. who gets close to the flash and then betrays him in, like, episode 18, <laughs> and we're all shocked, like, oh, my gosh. Like, no. Um, I don't want that to happen to this show, where the show is like, all right, uh, we need to make a timeline randomly happen. Uh, make it happen. I, I don't need that. I, mean, yeah, that's I feel you. And I'm, I'm definitely on the same page. I feel like it's just a little redundant this season. We don't need it. I think you could have told this story straight through, and we might have even been better for it. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and as for that, real quick, as for that story at the beginning of the episode, where I, and I think we're going to get a little bit more of that, uh, with that in that other park, I actually thought that was really cool, and I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting and refreshing to get a different storyline with where the humans are our protagonists. Uh, so there was a human character who we're actually like rooting for right now, which is a little refreshing as well. So I'm curious to see if they continue to do more of those storylines or if this uh, woman comes into this story at some point. I- I'm curious to see about that too. Um, You're rooting for her? I was. Were you not? No. <laughs> Why not? What did she do that you hated or didn't like? Uh, the thing to the guy. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it was a little extreme, but she's. I, I, thought, like, I thought she was I'm fascinating. I'm going to shoot you. Like, if if you survive, that means that you're real. I'm like, what is wrong with you, girl? Like, I mean, it's mean? true. Like, from her perspective, these hosts are nothing. And that's just how people see the world. So the hosts are nothing. So she's like, all right, if he dies, then he was a host if not then he's a guest and we can do it <laughs> it is weird and it's a little extreme but i didn't think it like made her a bad person that i wasn't rooting for i thought she was kind of cool 
I think she was terrible. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, just, I was like, yo, like, why? <laughs> was, I mean, definitely crazy, but I'm like, hey, you're interesting. All right. Like, uh, what anyway. the heck is your problem, dude? Like, <laughs> chill. Relax. Anyway. Okay? All right. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about this episode, or you want to uh, move on to recommendations and wrap this up? Uh, well, I didn't know we were doing recommendations, Carlos. <laughs> um, we haven't done recommendations in a while, but um, that's true. I'd go ahead and recommend Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> um, young to watch that movie because I don't know what y'all doing. I mean, yeah, <laughs> if they don't know that after our three episodes of Avengers talk, then um, they I don't know, maybe they don't know, maybe this is their first time listening. If so, welcome. Um, but anyway, uh, my recommendation, and honestly, uh, and this, you're going to know why I'm doing recommendations, because it was just an excuse so, that, so I can talk about this. Um, Donald Glover, slash, or aka Childish Gambino, uh, whatever you want to refer to him as, I have long contended that uh, he is one of, if not the most talented people in Hollywood, and he has just been proving me right every step of the way and he has been proving me right a lot recently so if you do not know uh atlanta is still one of the best shows on tv and he directed the last episode well i don't think after the time this comes out there will be another episode since then but he directed the last one uh it was about when his character was a kid so you'll know what i'm talking about if you watch the show and it's one of the best episodes they've had in a while and so obviously he's doing great there and then he released that music video this is america and my goodness that thing is incredibly powerful ozzy you've seen it i'm assuming correct i haven't seen it but i know he is uh i know he's number one on the charts right now yeah uh, as far as his music goes, I, I heard a bit of the song. I, I want to go ahead and listen to the rest of it. You have got to see but the I video. I do know that he is. Yeah, I mean, I do know. I haven't heard too much. I mean, you're the first one who told me about the music video. Um, but I do know because I was, I, you know, I go on iTunes and, I, and, and you know, I just like yeah. looking at new music uh, to buy. I do know that there is. I do know that he is number one in the charts right now. Look, let me let me just say this. All right, I'm going to list off all the things that Donald Glover is not not only does, but does well and is successful at. He's a stand-up comedian. He is an actor. He's a director. He's a writer. He's a producer. He's a musician. <laughs> like, what the frick? Uh, this is ridiculous. And his star power is just going to continue to rise as he's number one on the charts now. The music video has caught fire. People love that thing. And he's going to be Lando. And then in Han Solo coming up in a couple of weeks, the, it's insane. The sand is incredible. Go watch the music video. That's my recommendation. And I just, I could sit here. I could do an entire hour on Donald Glover because he has such a freaking distinct way that he looks at the world and looks at culture. And it's not only that that makes him special because everyone has a, most people have a unique way of looking at the world because it's their own eyes. But with Donald Glover, he has this insane ability to put you in his shoes with no matter what he does and make you look at the world from his perspective and what he sees and how he views our society and our culture. And n never has that been more true than with this music video and then with that song. So that would be my recommendation. Check it out and then check out everything Donald Glover has done because he's insanely talented. All right. Be sure to look. 
be sure to look at it. Um, but all right, guys. Uh, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? All right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shuri456. And make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and, of course, our website where Brianna is doing some great stuff. All right, guys. You guys can find me on Twitter at CastroOzzy. Also, you guys can also uh, recommend any movies or TV shows over to my email at Ozzy.com. At Aussie.caster at, Aussie at com, Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the, the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Also, check out the content we have on YouTube and on the uh, and on the website because Brandon does do amazing things on the website. Guys, this is Screen Fellas. Mm-hmm.